Welcome to Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company's podcast. And with me today is an amazing other podcaster. It's so cool to talk to someone who lives in the world that I live in and understands the successes that can come from podcasting and some of the struggles that we have, but more than anything, just how fun podcasting is and how much we love this form of communication. So with me today is Deirdre Breckenridge. And uh, what's been really cool is that I'm going to be featured on her podcast and why why not like get a chance to talk and share with each other's audiences what we really do and what we're really like. But her podcast is Women Worldwide, and she shares stories from women around the world. And interestingly, we're going to talk about today men as well. And they talk about their just real life successes, the defeats they've had, the passions they bring to what they do. They give advice on the barriers and the challenges. They share knowledge and really, you know, spread the learning from the school of hard knocks that people have had out there in entrepreneurship. And it's great perspectives on really how to power your own voice and really take control of what you want to do with your world. So welcome, Deirdre Breckenridge. Thank you so much, Priscilla. I'm so happy to be chatting with you. Well, we keep chatting it every time it goes like super long because we have so much stuff to talk about. I know, never <laughs> enough time. Well, I will try and make these questions really, you know, hard. I'll, I'll bring them at you hard hitting. I know you're a very direct and really dynamic person and I'm you ready. can handle it. You can handle it. Yes. <laughs> Well, I think the biggest thing why you and I talk, you know, pretty in depth and, um, you know, when we first met, it was really easy to talk to each other because I do think we have a lot of shared experiences. But I, more than anything, get a lot of questions from my audience about podcasting. So sometimes in podcasting, I want to stop and talk a little bit about the art of podcasting and why and who better with than someone who has had even more experience podcasting um, like you. So I'd like for you to tell a little bit of your story, just any which way you want to attack it. Of You know, what's been your experience with your podcast? So it's been such a great experience. And I knew nothing about podcasting. Uh, my, my business, I'm a communications consultant. I was an agency owner for years. And when I turned the page to becoming a consultant, you know, what I tell all of my clients, uh, how media is changing and sometimes you have to reinvent yourself through media and your brand. That's exactly what I did. So book author turned blogger turned podcaster, um, and as I was doing it, I also realized that, you know, not only was this helping me and my brand, but it was really about all the women out there who have a lot of challenges. And, you know, sometimes it really helps when you share stories. Uh, and if you can, if I found women, or I'm still finding women and men all over the world, who are willing to share their struggles, their successes, but their struggles, and whether they're reaching one listener who has the same pain point or their list or thousands, it's really just to help, to share your passion and to educate. And I also found out in, through my journey that basically women in podcasting were paling in comparison <laughs> to men. So it was just also a huge opportunity that way. 
Well, I don't know if you can go back this far, but do you remember what it was different about your show at the beginning? Like if people were to start listening now, they hear a very polished version of really great interviews. You know, people are really willing to come on your show. But do you feel like there was a marked difference? Like if I were to go back to episode one and episode 10, you know, was there a different uh, attempt or a different audience that you were speaking to or what, what what's changed? So I think a couple things have changed, uh, and we always listen to what our listeners want from us. From the surveys that we've done, uh, you know, we found out that women wanted to hear from women, uh, but they didn't mind hearing from men. And there were men listeners who were also hearing from women, but wouldn't mind hearing from men. Mm -hmm. So when we looked at the breakdown of the audience, which was at one point a clear, oh, I'd say it was definitely 85 or 90 percent women and only a small percentage men. As we went along, we started picking up more men mm -hmm. where it's a probably could even be 35, 65 women, mm -hmm. 35 men now. Wow, so that's okay. why we also have men guests. Right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's well. funny on women worldwide. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that was one thing that changed. And then also my style. Um, I think that it's really interesting when you're using different kinds of media. Um, even as a blogger, I remember going from the polished PR person, right, who was always giving the media training to executives and who was media trained. I had somebody after I um, released, I think it was my fourth book, uh, I was at our book launch party and I was talking to a, another blogger and asked me a question about the book. And I gave an answer and he was like, oh, God, you really got to work on your raw, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> that's kind of what happened with my podcast, too, where I started to feel more comfortable in my skin, in my role. And as I got more relaxed, I think the conversation flowed more easily with the guests. Mm -hmm. Now, you and I both also are on C-Suite Radio. And I know that we're both on there for a couple of reasons, one of which they do, you know, they do market our podcast for us to some degree, but it also gives us access into a lot of other listeners. What's been your experience with that? Has that been really great for you? And do you believe that it's, it's brought you a wider audience? Yeah, I love C-Suite Network, like all, all parts of mm -hmm. C-Suite. So I do believe that it's brought more of an audience, um, I can tell. It's also a, a wonderful opportunity to network with, so for C-Suite Radio, for example, network with other podcasters. We know as podcasters, Priscilla, that when you have a podcast and you can be on somebody else's show, it expands your, your listener base. It's just such a great opportunity. But I also feel that um, you get a lot of knowledge as you start talking to other podcasters about what they're doing, mm -hmm. the tools they're using, whether from the equipment to the marketing, the distribution, it ups your game. In so right. many ways. Well, and I think that's why you and I both constantly interview other people. I'm trying to bring value to my audience. My audience is asking, well, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. How do I do that? Tell me, right. tell me the real ins and outs and let, I want to let them hear perspectives from other people who are doing this because my way is not the only way. So it's cool to network with people, but um, I think also I love what you're saying 
that you're listening to your audience and changing your podcast accordingly. If they're loyal and they want to write in and say, hey, I'd love to hear this, but through your lens and through your perspective and with your choice of interviewees, then why not? You know, we're, we're, we're serving, you know, we're serving that audience for sure. Definitely. And, and just what you said about starting the, the podcast, it's really interesting because, you know, if, if anyone out there is interested in starting a part podcast, there's a lot of folks who will say, you know, just jump in and, and do it. I actually, I did a lot of research. I was looking at, um, there's a, an organization, uh, it's a women's organization, media, they were doing studies on women who were podcasted, women in media. I was not only talking to other podcasters, but I was also a guest host. That mm. was something that for me to to make the plunge and to know that I was going to be dedicated to this, I kind of wanted to get a feeling, will I even like this? Mm. So I actually became a guest host on a show a few times and loved it. And wow. that right there sealed the deal. Right. That's, oh, that's uh, so good. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, do you want to get? Yeah, if you start a podcast, you're kind of stuck podcasting. <laughs> I mean, of yeah. course, you could just ghost everybody, but it, it, it's a lot of effort to go through if you don't really have a clear plan. And I, I would agree with that. And if you don't really know that you really do love it, I think just like how you and I connected. You know, for me, the podcast is such a great way to meet people and a great way to expand my network. And you're right, it's to learn because you and I both have come at several problems saying, look, I don't know the answer. What? How did you accomplish this? And that, right. that willingness to get a little humble and just ask for other people's insight, it just really, to me, has upped our podcast game tremendously. Yeah, when it comes to the podcast game, there's a couple school of thoughts. What I find, some will say it is about the numbers because that's going to attract the advertisers and the sponsors. But then there's the other camp that says, you know what? Yeah, the numbers, the numbers are going to come. It's If you have an interview format with guests, it's who you put in the seat. Mm -hmm. Your guests are an opportunity to do something together. And sometimes that's something together. Um, guests have invited me to speak in different places. Right. Uh, sometimes it's to work on a project together. Sometimes it's to be on their Twitter chat. <laughs> There's so many things that you can do. Sometimes it's a contract. You know, sometimes I'm actually paying them for right. a service. You just, you never know. Right. That guest in the seat is really important. Well, and now we're friends, so that's great. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about those milestones, though, because you're, you have passed 100 episodes, and we are coming up on our 100th episode, which is super exciting. Oh, and, congratulations. Um, thanks. So it's, it, it's all of a sudden I looked up and we're like, wait a minute, we're at 100 episodes. This is crazy, you guys. Um, but tell me about, um, give us a little bit of numbers and share with us some of your thoughts about, mm, are these real numbers or what, what should a podcaster be thinking? Because you have a tremendous following. And and I would love to hear your perspective on that. Well, thank you. So we, um, I think we were very focused on the numbers out of the gate. And we were doing, it, it was an investment. There's no doubt about it. Because when you start, you, you have your own or, organic audience, but it was smaller mm -hmm. than it is now. So organically, we, we have we can expect 5,000 organic listeners per episode. Excellent. And we feel that these are enthusiasts. These are mm -hmm. people who 
you know, will download and will listen. But when we started out, we were doing a lot of advertising, uh, mobile advertising okay. through at the time, um, Apple had a platform called iAds. And this is just one example of what advertising, especially if it's mobile, how you're getting listeners. So somebody's doing banking on an app. And in order to take a next step, an ad pops up, right? And it says, listen to one of these four episodes. And then they have to click on something for women worldwide. And then it's like they hear it, but then they jump out because all they want to do is just go back to their banking. Right. So that's not really somebody who is a champion Mm -hmm. of your show. That's not somebody who goes out there on Twitter and says, I love the last episode and I can't wait to hear guest XYZ uh, because you just uh, announced that that's going to be coming soon. So there's a big difference. You can, I don't want to say you gain the system, but advertising, you know, the more money you put in, whether Mm -hmm. it's Facebook advertising or your Google ads or whatever platform you're using, you can ramp it up. Mm-hmm. 20,000, 30,000, 50,000. But at the end of the day, when you have those advertisers, when you have those sponsors, and yes, it is about brand awareness. And when they see big numbers, then they're thinking, well, if I'm tied to this and brand awareness is there. But when you get a college, like we, we have um, a sponsor who's worked with us twice, Moore College of Art and Design in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And the first year, that they worked with us, um, it translated into enrollment at their school. Wow. And the way that it was set up from click to conversion, they got return. Mm -hmm. And that is really important. And that comes from, you know, uh, your enthusiasts, people Mm -hmm. who are listening, who then hear about the college and then go and check it out and, you know, want to pursue something with them. Right. But so that's real. Yeah, but and then in your day to day, so that's awesome. That's a, that's a, I get a lot of questions about that about how do you get how do you build the numbers up and are those numbers real and then how do we get those sponsors? Um but then in your day to day, what have you actually gained from your podcast because as a uh as a communications consultant, what has been the return for you on your your, you know, job as the owner, the CEO of Peer Performance? What does that look like? So it turns into, in some cases, consulting, which is a direct, that's that's ROI right there mm-hmm. because it feeds the business. So usually when you get into conversations with a guest, it is about them. But at some point when you make that really strong connection and you keep in touch, they see what you're doing um, and they see your brand out there. So, you know, my my brand is women worldwide. I've been mentoring women. I've been in communications. I've been helping women and men to uh, build their brands and their digital footprints. It's all about relationships and how you're using media and technology and strategic communications today. So it does turn into business. But at the same time, it also just continues to keep your brand out Mm -hmm. there so that you can get more business. Or, you know, like I said before, so sometimes it might turn into um, you You have a guest who has a, a weekly Twitter chat and you're a featured guest. And then mm-hmm. the next thing you know, you have 50 more 
followers and people in in my case I do a lot um, around education and I'm a LinkedIn learning instructor and when you're doing things that are good for your brand and you're out there whether it's a Twitter chat or you're speaking on a TV show or you're on a blog people then go check you out and they also check out your products. Oh, that's awesome. Well. well, you obviously have a lot of strategy. You talked through, you know, really the idea of like sitting down and planning it. You guys had a real goal at the beginning of really getting the numbers so that you could say, hey, is this real and can we move on from here? And I, I do stress, and I know you would agree too, that people really need to think strategy first before they talk about tactics. And I think that's mm-hmm. the heart of what you were saying about, yeah, I could do ads no matter what Google platform or no, no matter what Facebook, it doesn't matter what the channel is everybody can do ads, but to what end? But so I, I love that, the idea of let's let's not get too fixated on tactics and let's stay in strategy. But l- l- can we just kind of end that, kind of understanding that? Yeah. <laughs> um, then can we hear a few, you know, tips? You gave a great tip out earlier if someone is looking to start a podcast. Hey, try out guest blogging. I mean, not guest blogging, um, guest hosting, because yep. um, then you can find out if you really like it, if you're a natural, if people like hearing from you, get some feedback from friends. What are some other tips that you have either for promoting a particular podcast or, you know, just something maybe you thought of yourself? What are kind of your go-tos and things you really enjoy? Like, oh, I love doing this because it makes such a big difference. Give me some of those. Yes. Yeah, so promoting the podcast, well, you already know that we do the advertising <laughs> around it, but we also really tap into our guests to help promote. So we create a little package for them with the social card that has the coming soon and the available now. And we do a lot through Twitter and Facebook. We get a transcript of every episode and we pull out their compelling quotes. But now we're actually, and we haven't done it yet, but um, we're going to use audio social cards. So when you share them on Instagram, or even if you share them out on Twitter or Facebook, you can click on the card and you can hear the guests talking and a really like compelling statement that they're making, something hard-hitting from the interview. Mm-hmm. And then from that, you can click to go and listen to the episode. So with these ways that sort of um, get attention or more interactive and engaging, and the fact that you have great guests mm-hmm. sitting in, in the interview seat, if their marketing is well, um, well, you know what, that that just pumps it up to a whole new level. Mm -hmm. So I think tapping into your guests is one of the biggest ways that we promote. Yeah. And I, I like, you know, what you're saying. It's, it's really not one thing. It's a million things. Yeah. When you, like, I, I look at our, you know, our Trello card and I see all the different micro actions that we have for one podcast. I mean, it goes on and on and on. I, I would venture to guess it's about 120 items, micro tasks, do this, do this, do this, do this. Um, like, yeah, for one, for example, one of them, when someone interviews on my podcast, I will go and send them a thank you by actually recommending them on LinkedIn and saying to everybody, hey, you know, thank you so much. You'll see it. It'll pop up to you, Deirdre. Um, I highly recommend Deirdre as a, you know, uh, an, an interviewer, uh, interviewee for a podcast. This is what she was That's able awesome. to bring, right? These, these are, these are the things that are very tangible, write it very personally. 
Well, that's really great for my guests, number one, because it's kindness and that will help build the relationship. But I find the also there's a strategy in there. My face is showing up on that person's LinkedIn profile. And, you know, and I'm being very, so it's great for them, great for, great for me. I don't try and hide it like, oh, this is just for you. <laughs> you know, it, 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 I wanted someone to come on my show and actually give something of value to my audience. That was very important to me. But I want to give them something back. And I also want to, to try and, you know, be, have their audience or their connections be exposed to me if they would like to hear more. Especially, <laughs> especially I would love for them to actually listen to your, you know, episode. So I put a link in there of the episode. Um, so that's one of my favorites. Um, is there a like a, and you are a LinkedIn expert. Um, you and I love LinkedIn. So is there something else like that that's like kind of a funny thing that you think other people wouldn't have thought of that might be a great, you know, a great tip? So I feel like everybody is really tuned into the social media tips. Mm -hmm. I find it super interesting when you share even the simple in-person ways or when you're at a, you're at a conference. I always make sure that when I'm speaking, I work in women worldwide and some kind of example of stepping out of my comfort zone. I add it to a keynote. Every interview that I do, women worldwide, you will see something about it in an interview. So whether it's a print interview or it's a broadcast interview. So I find that even the simple things, that's where people forget. Mm, <laughs> so right. that, okay. that's my reminder <laughs> to everybody. Yeah. So if you're out networking, yeah. be sure to mention it. If you're already keynoting somewhere, be sure to mention it. Um, yeah. It's I, a part I, of your DNA. I love because it. Because so love often it. <laughs> we just forget that. It's almost like when when clients used to say, you know, I don't I don't get it. I'm I'm on Facebook and I why aren't customers connecting? And I would say, Well, have you even let them know that you're on Facebook? Is it in your email signature? Is it you know, now you see everywhere you go, retailers have their little Facebook icons. But in the beginning, nobody, just so simple steps. So mm -hmm. sometimes it is really back to basics. Right, right. Well, and so you've really nailed, you know, the fundamentals of it. And uh, you do listen to your audience to make whatever changes you need. Do you feel like there are some upcoming changes that you're already aware of? Like, hey, I know we want to change, you know, the direction a little bit this way or that way. And you could also reflect on for us, why did you or, you know, why did you change it to interviewing men as well? What what was what was the impetus of, of that, you know, pretty big change? And are there any changes coming up? So, yes, there are changes coming up. Um, probably and and I don't want to speak too soon, mm -hmm. but I think <laughs> we're, we're going to change up the introduction a little bit, the way that we present it as we're growing, as we're learning more and more from our audience. So some definitely some finessing of the intro or the music. You can always, always make it better. But I think um, some changes in terms of it's taking a life of its own, which is mm -hmm. really, really interesting. Mm, that, mm -hmm. you know, the potential of women worldwide is really this network. And I find myself constantly connecting people 
through mm-hmm. this network. And I also see them connecting with one another and <laughs> just mm-hmm. doing great things. Um, I am really hoping that Women Worldwide um, turns into something that is not just virtual, mm-hmm. but becomes in the physical realm. Ooh, I love that idea. Okay, stay tuned. You heard it here yeah. first, people. <laughs> so definitely changes. And, and men, that, yeah. that's the thing. Uh-huh. You know, it really was about watching the audience and, and what they want. And as long as we stay true to the, the ability to share your passion, your success, your advice, you know, your challenges and your advice, it, you, you're still re- reaching women mm-hmm. worldwide, even if you are um, a gentleman. Right, right, <laughs> right. Show. Well, I do like the part in your show the best uh, for me personally is where people really, you know, talk about some of the the things that have challenged them the most. And I love how open people are with some of their failures and, um, you know, maybe you'd call it the agony of defeat, but, um, you know, none of them come out defeated. And that's what I like about, you know, the show. They talk about it in a way where they have at a time where they have already gained perspective on what they've been through. And that's where I feel like the advice you know, really comes through. So that's that, that for you to know. That's the part about your show that I really enjoy. Oh, I'm, I'm so glad you said that. There has been, um, I mean, there's always one story that stands out in my mind that was just, I, it was almost like jaw dropping as I uh-huh. was first learning about it. But one, one particular woman, Jennifer Wilkov, is a story that I'll never forget because she was the financial advisor who um, had to take a plea deal. Uh, mm-hmm. Something had, had happened through the company that she was working with, and there were violations to certain laws in, in the financial realm. And because of this plea deal and because of not speaking up and feeling like she was kind of wrangled into taking a deal with the prosecutor, mm-hmm. she ended up going to Rikers. Oh, my God. Yeah. And she went to prison and her story and how that all played out and what she had to learn and how she had to prepare Uh for prison. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that was okay. I'm going to go back and listen to that one this weekend. And I'll put that one in the show notes if anybody wants to go back and and listen to that. Any other standouts? You know, I'd really love to hear any other uh, people that you thought, man, I'd do that interview again. That was great. There are so many women and men. I mean, I... I don't know why this stands out in my mind, but I guess because Jack Myers, who is the founder of uh, Media Village, he definitely stood out because I was talking to him from a completely different perspective. He wrote the book, The Future of Men. And it was all about how women really, this there is a power shift going on. And women are definitely um, having more power in the workplace, in the home. And that men and millennials are confused and Mm -hmm. they're having a difficult time and women are having more resources. And what is the best way that men can support women, but they can support each other? And it was just, it was really interesting, a different perspective because you you have so many guests who empower women. I had, I mean, Magdalena Yashiel was awesome. That that's, um, she wrote the book Power Up, and mm-hmm. she was the first founding board member of Salesforce. So when Mark Benioff had that little idea, right, that wow. was Salesforce, he went to Magdalena 
And, you know, it's amazing. You, you have women talking about powering up and, you know, uh, how, how you can really um, stand in the tech world or be in the financial world. But it's always interesting when you get a different perspective. And I, right. I guess Jack gave a different perspective. <laughs> that is really cool. Well, we'll definitely highlight those in the show notes. So you're a, uh, you're a podcast, you know, host, you're a communications consultant, but are you yourself a big pos- podcast consumer? Is that yeah, so your media of choice? I do. I love podcasts. I I mean, but believe it or not, I still love reading books. So a lot of my <laughs> podcast guests are authors. Yeah. And I've got a stack of books like you yeah. wouldn't believe. So I love to read. But yes, I do love podcasts. And I have a favorite business podcast. I have a, a favorite marketing podcast, of course. So for business, I would highly recommend Mind Your Business James mm-hmm. Redmore. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that is a good one. I do. Yeah. I, I listen to that. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear the episode with Jim Fortin? And there might have been a couple of episodes with mm, Jim. No, but, that doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, that's a he's he's really good. So okay, check, let's check, check it out. out. <laughs> and then marketing over coffee. I mean, Chris Penn, John yeah. Wall. Yeah, they just sit around and, yeah, <laughs> and shoot yeah. the breeze. It's <laughs> John Wall. Yeah, they're both really good. Um, they just I think their last episode had to do with um, it was talking about IHOP and the stunt IHOP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and it was interesting. Yeah, I like how they stay very current. You yes. know, and yeah, they, they get right on it. And that, that's pretty, that's pretty nice. That's a very different way than a lot of other marketing podcasts are a lot about, you know, strategy. Then there's other ones that are really into tactics and these are really evergreen, but you know, marketing over coffee, they're just what's going on right now. Yeah. And I do, I also want to say that, um, Shell Holtz mm-hmm. has been doing FIR for a really long time. Um, that's a good podcast too. Hmm. brings industry professionals to talk about different topics that are going on in the news. He's recently changed his his format, but still good and very relevant if you're in PR and marketing. That's very cool. Well, we want to open it up to you, my listener, and ask questions about, uh, you know, we, we've touched on a lot of podcast uh, issues. If you want to go deeper on a particular one, just shoot us an email at uh, info at littlebirdmarketing.com, and we will be sure to find the guests or come back to Deirdre and ask a few more questions, get more in-depth, and really make sure that we're serving you, our audience. But until then, you really should go to womenworldwideshow.com and check out some of the amazing speakers, amazing authors, the amazing uh, interviews that are available on this show. And uh, Deirdre, thank you so much for coming on, shedding some light. I love pulling the curtain back a little bit on the mystery that is, how do you start a podcast and how do you stay, how do you stay current? How do you change a little bit with things that are going? So I really appreciate your time and please go connect with Deirdre on LinkedIn. Obviously, she's a LinkedIn expert, so that would probably expand your network quite a bit. And I'm sure she'd be more than happy to hear from you. And if you have consulting that you need for communications, obviously, uh, give her a call there at Peer Performance. Deirdre, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much. I I had such a great time chatting with you. I'll talk podcasts. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Not hard, not hard. Lots of fun. Cool. Well, from all the peeps here at Little Bird Marketing, thank you for listening and have a great day.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.